Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the Random History Podcast. In this episode, I shall be looking at the fall of the Angevin Empire, or more so, what could actually be markedly called its collapse. And I will start off where I left off last episode with the accession of John to the throne, and following the news of the death of King Richard in 1199, John would attempt to seize the Angevin treasury at Chernon as a way to help him impose his control of the Angevin government. However, at this point, the Angevin customs in Angevin gave the nephew of John, the Duke Arthur, son of Geoffrey of Brittany, a much stronger claim on Richard's throne, and the nobles of Anjou, Manin, Torrain, would declare themselves in favor of Arthur on the 18th of April in 1199, sorry, not 1999. At this point, King Philip of France had also taken Yvreux and Norman, the Norman Vexen, and a Breton army had seized Angers as well, and Le Mans would end up refusing to declare allegiance to John and would end up fleeing to Normandy where he would be invested as Duke in Rowan in that same year. And then he would return to Leymans with an army where he would f- where he would end up punishing the city of Leymans and then leaving for England. And at this point, England ended up had declared its support for John thanks to the support of thanks to the support of both William Marshall and the Archbishop of Canterbury, and he would be crowned on the twenty seventh of May in Westminster Abbey. And due to the support of John's mother, Aquitaine and Boutard would support John in the only disputed region at this point, where Anjou, Maine, Touraine, and Brittany. And in May, the Viscount of Thouars who was at this point been chosen by John to be the offer, his, like, manager, kind of his the, his agent in Anjou, who's in charge of maintaining Anjou for him, would end up attacking Taurus in an attempt to capture Arthur of Brittany. However, he would fail at his job, and John would be forced to return to the continent in order to secure his rule through a truth of Philip II, after Philip had ended up attacking Normandy. And Philip would be end up forced in this truce due to the fact that John had... Gained support from 15 French counts and support from counts in the Lower Rhine region, including the Count of Flanders. And at this point, John was in a position of strength which allowed him to go on the offensive. And he would also end up winning the candidate, Arthur's candidate for the Seneschal, which is a term for essentially a... a kind of like a non... A, almost a governmental position. It's a governmental position of high authority... And at this point, he would win the support of Arthur's candidate for the Seneschal of Angevin. And at this point, the Duke Arthur and Duke, the mother of the Duke of Arthur would end up being brought as prisoners to Le Mans in 1199, which ended up making the succession appear to be in favor of John. However, soon enough, they, they, would, they would escape to these two people, Arthur and Constance, would escape alongside Amiria Thurars to Philip II. And in addition to this, many of the Richard's allies would end up leaving to the Holy Land. However, General Stuley would make peace with Philip that would secure his accession to the throne of his brother, his father's throne, Richard III, the first throne, of course. And this would come into fruition in the so-called Treaty of La Goulette, where Philip would accept that John would would succeed his succession to the throne of the Angevin Empire, and that Arthur would become the vassal of John. However, John would be forced to break his alliances in 
Germany. He would also have to cede lands in both Auvergne and Berry and accept the lands that Philip had gained in Normandy to be Philip's. And he would also accept Philip as his overlord and would pay Philip's around 20,000 marks. And some people consider this to be the beginning of the practical dominance of the King of France over all the French rather than rather than the Angevin Empire becoming the being the dominant power and this would also see the g- greater weakening of the power of Angevin in France. And at this point in June of twelve hundred, John would visit some the province, some important provinces, and in, in the provinces of Anjou, Maine, Tor- and Terrain. He would end up taking some hostages from those he did not trust. He would also visit Aquitaine, where he would get homage from some of his mother's vassals. And at this point, John would have his first marriage to Isabella of Gloucester and Nord, and he would marry Isabella, who was the daughter's, daughter and heiress of the Count of Anjou-le-Mais in 1200. And this area was a very smart wedding. And this this area, Anjou-le-Mais, was quite strategically important, and as a result, this wedding would be somewhat smart. However, this was this was also a problem because Isabel had only been betrothed to Hugh of Lusignan and John's treatment of Hugh following the marriage, including the seizure of the region of La March, would lead to Hugh to appeal to Philip II for help, and Philip would end up summoning John to his court. And John's refusal to go to the court would result in John's continental possessions excluding Normandy being confiscated in 1202, and Philip would also wouldn't resultedly accept Arthur's homage for the lands in July. At this point, Philip would go on to invade Normandy as far as Aquez in May, and he would take a number of castles. And following a message from his mother, John would end up rushing from Le Mans to Mirabeau, where he would attack the town alongside William de Roche. And William would promise that he, he would direct the attack on the on the condition that he would end up, he would have some say in the fate of Arthur, and he would proceed to successfully capture the town. At this point, John would also capture Arthur and Arthur's sister. However, he, he would fail to consult William on Arthur's future, which caused him to leave John along with Imeria Thuaris and then lead seeds to Andrews, and under the control of Hubert de Burr and Falais, Arthur would disappear, and John would be seen by many as the one responsible for the murder. And by this point, in 1203, the Angevin Empire would be attacked under, in all areas, and in 1203, John would leave Normandy never to return. And by 1204, in mid-1204, Normandy would capitulate with the fall of, of Rouen. And by 1205, Torres, Chinon, and Lochet would fall too. They know that in 1204, John's mother would die which would cause many people in Poteau to go try to make an homage to the King of France as a way to help give them a chance to claim Aquitaine, and King Alfonso of Castile would end up actually invading Gascony using the claim of his wife, who was John's sister, Eleanor. And when and when John had really... So when John went to the... Like, when John was no longer present on the continent by 1206, only the resistant led by the Archbishop... Sorry, when John went to the continent in twelve oh six, the only thing that had really kept Alfonso, the King of Castile at this point, from becoming successful in his endeavor was some resistance led by the Archbishop of Bordeaux, and by twelve oh six by the end of twelve oh six, John's expedition would end and he would have secured most of Aquitaine he had secured most of Aquitaine. He ended up also making a truce between John and Philip, a two year truce. 
At this point, Angevin Empire was now only England, Gascony, Ireland, and parts of Poitou, Poitou and, John would not, and John would not be back to his continental possessions for another eight years. Even by 1212, Philip II would be preparing an invasion of England. He with him aiming to crown his son, Louis, the King of England, and the Council of Soissons. At a council in Soissons in April of 1213, he would draft a possible relationship between the future French and England, and on the 30th of May, the Earl of Salisbury would end up crushing the French invasion through it in the Battle of Deme, which would prevent the French invasion, and by 1214, John would land in La Rochelle after creating an alliance headed by the Holy Roman Empire, Otto, at this point, the aim was for the Earl of Salisbury and John's German allies to attack by the, Philip's forces from the north, while John tried to strike from the south. And by June of 1214, John would have the support of the houses of Lusignan, Malone, and Thoraus. But when he would advance into Anjou, successfully capturing Anjou, he would be forced to retreat back to La Rochelle due to the desertion of his allies in Port de Vin. And in July of that same year, John's German allies would lose another battle in Bovines, causing many prisoners losing many men as prisoners, including the Earl of Salisbury. And on the 18th of September, John and Philip would agree to a truce that would last up until 1220, specifically Easter of that year, and John would return to England in 1214. And following an agreement at Runnymede in 1215, following the agreement at Runnymede in 1215, which is where the Magna Carta was first signed, many Rebel barons in England felt that John would not actually observe the terms of the Magna Carta, and as a result of this, they offered the English crown to, English crown to Philip's son Louis as a way to help protect their new agreement and a way to keep it working. And Louis would, would accept this agreement, and he, or this offer, and he would land in Kent on twenty the 21st of May, 1216, with 1,200 knights in his command. And he would end up seizing Rochester, London, and Winchester, and... And John would also lose the support of several nobles, including the Earl of Salisbury. And by this point, in the East, the only lands that would remain loyal to John would be Dover, Lincoln, and Windsor. And Alexander II of Scotland would even go to Canterbury to pay homage to Louis. However, in 1216, John would, became, would begin his attack. And he would end up marching from Cotswood, and he would... Fan an offensive as a way to help relieve Windsor Castle, which was under siege. And he would end up attacking Eastward around London as a way to strike at Cambridge so that he could separate the rebel-held areas of Lincolnshire and East Anglia as a way to defeat them. And he would end up, however, con contracting dysentery at Kingslands, a sea town. And he would die in that same year. And, and, in, and after the death of John, Louis would be defeated twice. In 1217, and these two defeats would be at Lincoln in May and at Sandwich in August, which would result in his withdrawal from the claim on the throne in England with the Treaty of Lambeth in September. And at this point, the Angevin Empire was considered by many to have ended, as at this point, the Angevin kings of England were no more, and the empire had been greatly reduced. And now that I've talked about the end of the Angevin Empire and all of it, I'm going to try to do a quick summary of all that has happened in this miniseries. So as we saw in this miniseries, we saw over the course of a century, or almost, not a century, but over the course of many years, I don't think it was an actual century, I can't remember the exact dates, we saw the 
a series of marriages and conflicts and other political maneuvering being used to build up an entire empire. We saw this empire continue to expand and consolidate itself before it before beginning to gradually weaken due to succession conflicts within the empire as well as attempts by other nobles and the king of France to weaken the empire in order to expand their own territories, with the empire eventually following into a smaller state. Now, I want to talk a little bit about its cultural influence. The thing to notice is that the empire has generally, or for a long, for a, historically speaking, historians from both England and France have generally viewed the Angevin Empire controlling both England and French lands as somewhat of a, a an offense or someone of the kind of an abomination, something that kind of went against the ideas of both French and English national identity. Into many English historians, the French lands were a huge burden. Into many French historians, that it was really an English empire that seized French land. And the personal arms of Richard I, which was a three golden alliance on a red field, would end up being in a lot of subsequent Anishwala heraldry. In addition to this, there would also be some. There would also be some other cultural reference, like influences upon people, as that same personal arms would end up being seen in some form or the other on both the Norman and Aquitaine flags. Thanks for notice from a political point of view of the influence of the empire. I think continental issues will end up being given a lot more attention from the English monarchs than the British ones who already were under the Normans. And, and this was seen by many to be a sort of evolution of the trend under the Normans. And this would cause some historical debate over how they were behaving and if this was a good thing or not and stuff like that. But I'm not going to really get into that because it is somewhat of a complex topic. Thanks for listening, everyone. And once again, this was the Random History. Sorry, I'm going to do that slower. Thanks again, everyone. And once again, this was the Random History Podcast.